Hey guys, if you want to follow along with me in God's Word, turn to John 19. That's where we're going to be tonight. Uh, tonight we come to remember a day that we call Good Friday, but no one on that day experienced it in that manner. Uh, think about that Friday with me for a moment. Jesus experienced incredible pain and suffering. John 19 says, so they took Jesus, this is verse 17, they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. And there they crucified him. Now crucifixion was a horrific means of execution that the Romans had perfected over many years. This also followed 36 hours of beatings and mocking and attacks. And as he was crucified, Jesus' hands were nailed to a crossbar, his feet nailed to a shelf on the vertical bar, and he would spend hours hanging there trying to breathe. And as he slowly died of asphyxiation, see, as, as a crucified one hung on the cross, they would, they would struggle to pull up enough to get enough space in their chest cavity to breathe in air. And so Jesus hung on the cross trying to strain and pull so that he could breathe. And he would have to pull up over and over just to breathe. And typically death would occur as lungs fill with fluid and the victim could no longer get enough air to breathe. And Jesus' suffering was just getting started on this Friday, we now call good. The disciples would not have called that Friday good. They experienced heartbreaking confusion as they scattered in fear and shame. They watched as their leader, their Messiah, was beaten and mocked and treated like a criminal. John 19 tells us that soldiers at the foot of the cross cast lots for his clothes or what was left of his clothes. And only one disciple was at the crucifixion. The rest scattered, just like Jesus said they would. I can't imagine that the disciples would describe this Friday as good. Jesus' mother experienced unfathomable loss on that day as she watched her son hanging on a Roman cross. I know what it's like to watch my kids hurt. I can't imagine watching my child hurt in that way. And Jesus loved his mom all the way to the end. John 19 tells us in verse 26, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And to the disciple, behold your mother. His, he cared for his mother all the way to the end. But I don't imagine that Mary would have called that Friday good. And then Jesus, after fulfilling everything necessary, died. In verse 28, it says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, I thirst. And a jar full of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now, that doesn't sound like a Friday we would call good. The Lord of glory dying at the hands of sinful men. The Lord of glory dying the most horrific death 
imaginable at the hands of sinful man. But John includes one detail unique to his gospel here in chapter 19 that starts to shed some light on why we might call this Friday good. Verse 31, since it was the day of preparation for Passover, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Remember, I said that a a crucified one would push up on their legs and pull up on their arms. Well, if their legs are broken, they, they only can pull up with their arms, which makes breathing incredibly difficult and leads to a quicker death. John continues in verse 32. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Jesus' bones weren't broken. And that's really good news. Now, maybe you're thinking, wait, but he's dead. Like broken bones are not a big deal to a dead person. But they are for this dead person on this day. They're a really big deal for this dead person on this Good Friday. We need some backstory for this to really make this Friday sound good. First, I wanna, I wanna remind you of what John the Baptist said about Jesus in John 1.29. He said to the men that were following him, he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist points at Jesus the Messiah and says, he's the Lamb. Then I want to remind you what week this is. This is Passover week. Passover was a yearly celebration where the people of Israel would remember that God, their God, had delivered them out of Egypt. And they would remember that night when God's wrath passed over the nation of Egypt, and yet God reminded them, if you take a lamb without blemish, and you sacrifice it, and you take the blood, and you put it over the door and along the side post of your door. God said, when I pass over the nation, my wrath will pass over you if you hide behind the blood of the lamb. And so this week during Passover, the people would kill a lamb and sprinkle the blood over the post of these doors to remember. And this last week, the last week of Jesus' life, Herds of lambs, herds of lambs would have been sacrificed there as a reminder of God's passing over his people. And Exodus 12 mandated that every one of them be whole, specifically that no bones would be broken. And so when John records that Jesus' bones are not broken on the cross, he's saying something gloriously true. He's saying that Jesus is who the Bible says he is, that he is the word of God who took on flesh and dwelt among us, that he is the Messiah, and that he is the Lamb of God. And then John's also telling us that this Jesus, who is, the Bible, who, is who the Bible says he is, did what the Bible says he did that he came, that he lived, and that he died as our Passover lamb to give us a place where we could hide from God's righteous wrath over sin. And later, 
This same John will write in 1 John, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He says, he is the propitiation for our sin and not for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. That big word propitiation means a sacrifice that appeases the wrath of God. That's what that word means. And so when John reminds us that the bones of Jesus were not broken, John is reminding us that Jesus is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. And so why would we call this Friday good? Why would we call this Friday good? Because on this day, we remember Jesus, the Lamb of God, took our sin on himself, suffering all of the wrath of God in the place of all who would hope in him, suffering all our payment for our sin that we rightly deserve. And as he hung on the cross, he said one Greek word, to telestai. It is finished. And so why do we call this good? Why do we call this Friday good? Because on this day, the Lamb of God took away our sin. Not just the sin of the world, but he took away my sin. He took away my sin and yours if you hope in him. And he made a way for us to be protected from the wrath of God. He made a way for us to have hope and life and peace and joy and forgiveness of sin. That's why we call this Friday good.